Welcome to a special edition of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and I have a special guest with me today to carry on now our third annual tradition of every Christmas, having a guest on to talk about a Christmas movie we love. Year one was Home Alone. Year two was Jingle All the Way. And year three is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And to join us to talk about this is my friend yours, Chad. You know him better as the Horror Movie Barbecue Chad Young, Chad Ecto Young, a uh, guy who was in the Blu-ray uh, special features of The Wizard, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Chad, what is going on? How are you tonight? I am doing great until I just had a bunch of FBI agents just break into my house and destroy everything. <laughs> we <laughs> While playing Here Comes Santa Claus. Yes. Well, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yes. There's so much to talk about with this movie. And I'm glad I have you because we're able to bounce things off each other because I wouldn't even, that wasn't even in my notes that scene, Mm -hmm. but I remember it so well. So really quickly, guys, if you want to follow us on Twitter, as always, you can at PPW podcast, all of our past shows, future shows for free on your favorite podcast app. Just search positively pressing podcast. Eric and I will be back uh, maybe tomorrow. It's a, it's Wednesday. I might be back tomorrow recording a show on Hulk Hogan coming back to the WWF in 93, which, are, which will always be, but specifically the Raws coming up. So huh. think Beefcake's face being smashed, Jimmy Hart baby face turn, the very beginnings of Monday Night Raw and the very beginnings of the terribleness <laughs> that was 93 Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we'll talk about that this week. Uh, and you can follow Chad on Twitter at HorrorMovieBBQ. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's got a website, HorrorMovieBBQ.com, where he blogs, talks about toy adventures, and everything else pop culture related as well. So follow him for all that stuff. Thank you. So National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Do you remember the first time? When was the first time you saw this movie? Or how old were you? What was the year? How did it like fall into your lap? Because it's not a movie for kids. No. So how did we get, how did you get to it? (laughs) So I, I, you know, I I did a podcast last week and I was, the subject of Christmas vacation came up and I was like, I actually had to kind of sit and think about this because not to get too morbid. um, My dad had died a month before this movie had come out. So my Mm. memories of like Thanksgiving, Christmas, 89 are all just like, as you can imagine, just non-existent. But sure. I, rem- I, I I had that Mandela effect, you know, growing up. I, I thought that we had seen this with my dad. And obviously that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> Historically very inaccurate. But um, I, I want to say I remember watching it on TV and my mom was not very good with ordering pay-per-view, like mm-hmm. getting her to just you know, even order WrestleMania or Royal Rumble was, it was a chore. So, you know, I I can't picture, you know, renting this on pay-per-view. We had to have rented it on tape. And I'm going to say like 92, 93, 94, somewhere around there. That's probably about right. Yeah. Yeah, Because it came out in 89 Mm -hmm. and probably went out in home video the next year. 
uh, before we recorded, I remembered I was talking with you. So I still can't remember the exact time I first remember watching. I do remember when it kind of became a thing mm-hmm. to watch every year. Yes. It was probably when my mom bought the VHS tape. But so I was thinking to myself, I have this vivid memory of seeing one of those old school movie theater cardboard giant displays of for Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, why would I have seen that? Why is that so memorable? And I'm looking in this up. And this movie, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, debuted at number two at the box office behind Back to the Future Part 2. So I was definitely seeing Back to the Future 2 with my dad or or my uncle or whoever took me. Mm-hmm. And remember seeing, well, they were, you know, getting popcorn. I was browsing the theater. And that's how I remember it. So I, I never would have thought of it. But it's weird when, like you said, when you start going down these, like, rabbit holes of your memories. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's how I ended up here. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what? I've never seen the cardboard cutout. I've seen, you know, over the years, I've seen so many cardboard cutouts for so many mm-hmm. movies. I don't think I've ever seen The Christmas Vacation. Was it just the poster where he's, like, lit up? Or Yeah, it was that. And also, if I remember correctly, the cat was on it, and it did it did have, like, Christmas lights around it. That, it was striking, and that's why I remember mm. it so well, because it was lit up, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, that that's why I remember it, is because it's it's calling your attention, and that that's what it would be. Like I said, I remember the reason this became a thing. We rented it, mm-hmm. and then it was on cable a lot for a brief period of time. We had HBO, so I'm sure I watched it on there. But I think when it started becoming a thing was when my mom and dad and my aunt and uncle at like Christmas parties they would quote parts of the movie to each other. You know, like of course, every, it never gets old. Like, mm-hmm. Everybody does this Thanksgiving, Christmas. Everybody says, "Save the neck for me," right? <laughs> Absolutely. We could, we'll talk about it, I think, at the end, like what the most memorable line is. But as far as most overused, <laughs> it's got to be save the neck for me because it, it, you can never go wrong with it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great that, that That just, that, it, that sums up. I mean, there's so much in this movie. And like you said, we'll get to it. But, oh, that, that, that just sums up everything I love about this movie. <laughs> what about, um, Really quickly, so everyone, if you're listening to this, you've seen this movie. The basic plot is Clark Griswold, the character from the other vacation movies based John Hughes-based created characters, wants to have a good old-fashioned family Christmas, wants to have his family, whole family in town to host it. He wants to host the perfect Christmas, right? And a theme throughout the movie is Clark remembering, oh, I had the Christmas was so great as a kid. Hmm. And you find out later, like his dad was like, no, I, I just drank the whole time. There's <laughs> even a line. I had help from Jack Daniels. So that's, that's the basic plot of the movie. And of course, disasters happen throughout the film. Let's start with the beginning. Let's, let's kind of go a little chronologically. The mm-hmm. classic, the animation. While Chris, oh, while Christmas vacation is playing. That's the one thing I still don't skip. When it's on. I don't know why. It was just, it's so a little bit out of place for the rest mm-hmm. of the movie, but I loved it. What about you? I lo- I mean, I'm a diehard animation fan. So okay. if, if I, if I'm going to be honest, I'm, I, if I, I'm going to be biased here. I, I love that sequence. I think it's a perfect sequence. I think it's animated beautifully. I think it's very, just very comically, just perfectly done. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and that Mavis, Mavis Staples song, I mean, Christmas, Oh, what a song like it i it just it's the perfect way to open up a movie honestly if you ask me yeah i wonder if that'll be a i don't know if it'll be a thing coming back but it seems like every 30 years something's retro 
So mm-hmm. maybe maybe sometime coming up, something will be retro in 2029. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Hopefully. Hopefully. And then we go to the opening scene in the station wagon. The Griswold family are on their way to pick up the Griswold family Christmas tree. And there's this weird like subplot of mm-hmm. Clark getting tailgated by a jackass, as he yeah. calls him. <laughs> a jackass is on my tail. <laughs> Just like it doesn't really need to be there. No, but it just it just happens. It's just a chill. All right, he's doing the first. When I think about it, first thing he's like, we're gonna do this perfect thing together, and already it's a disaster. Like it, before they even get there, it's very Clark. Yeah, yeah. And then the favorite part is they're they're stuck under a truck. <laughs> you could honestly think I don't know that. <laughs> the truck great 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 moment that is and honestly you want to know something the whole the whole the, the beginning mm-hmm. the or at least uh the once the movie begins to the time they get the tree this is my least favorite part of the movie i i and i would and, agree yeah i just i i i, I want to i don't know it's just never been my favorite see other than when, <laughs> when um clark uh He's like driving by and he says, look, out, look over there, a deer. And he just flips him off and he has the yes, the most Chevy Chase face I've ever looked, uh, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, I just, not my favorite scene, you know, it's, but that's it's, okay. It's that's okay. It's a skippable. Yeah. It's, there's not yeah. much there. It's a little too long. Could have been like three minutes. It's like seven minutes. It's a little mm. too long. Then they start walking towards the tree. And this is a part I still don't get to this day mm-hmm. when Clark has a really bad lisp. Is it because of the cold? Like, what causes the list? What did I miss there? I always thought it was just like him shivering. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then Audrey's eyes are frozen, which are just, <laughs> which is hilarious. And then, Dad, did you bring a saw? And of course, they had to dig this giant tree out. And uh, then we'll go to my first scene, which I never got as a kid. Mm-hmm. The line where Clark's got the tree, he's got the chainsaw to cut the the base off the tree out. <laughs> His neighbor says. Um, Todd, his neighbor Todd, where are you going to stick a tree that big? Bend over, I'll show you. And he says, I wasn't talking to you. Never got that until I was an adult. Basically yeah. telling me he's going to stick this tree up Elaine's ass. As we're gonna go. <laughs> and I, yeah, I, obviously I didn't get that. There's a lot in this movie yeah. I, I did not get on first viewing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that that's like every. If you're a horror movie fan, like that, that whole sequence of him coming out looking like Jason and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, that, 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 that's a very, that's a very big favorite of a lot of people. Um, they even made an action figure of, uh, of Clark with the, with the hockey mask. Yeah. Okay. um, That's cool. Yeah. It is kind of cool. It's a cool image, but yeah, I, I, I'd love to see. (laughs) Yeah. And then let's talk about, because I don't know when we're going to get to him again, Mm -hmm. the underrated, Todd and Margot characters. So minor, so good. but so memorable. Mm-hmm. Like just 90s, 80s, 90s yuppies, which is weird that they're in like, they're like rich people. And Clark's like an, it's, he's got a big house, but they seem like overly rich. Why are they in this neighborhood? Just with their gaudy 80s apartment and their stereo. Something had to hit the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, you know what? I never really pieced that together, but. God, are they in an apartment? Is that what that is? No, it, it's just their house. It's their mm. nice, their single house. They're single, you know, married and don't want everyone to have kids. Mm-hmm. He probably works downtown in Chicago, just like Clark does. Maybe he sees yeah. them on the way to work. But, but yes, they're so, of course, the why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo <laughs> is just, is classic. But I think my favorite 
part is when Clark finally gets not of the movie, but of their character when Clark finally gets the lights on, and they keep falling because they're <laughs> blinding them. But the best is a late or Margot just crying, "My carpet!" because he keeps dropping wine and everything all over the place. It's, it's so it's so good. minor. It, yeah. You there, know what it is, but and I was having this conversation. I don't. I my friend in online had said um he 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 lo- you know he likes christmas vacation but he would have been happier if um eddie wasn't in it or something like that and i said if you take one character even just the most minor let's let's even say the you know the hillbillies that were tailgating clark yeah. you take one out of this this whole movie falls apart like i'm convinced of that yeah I, even it, we'll talk about the characters especially his in-laws mm-hmm. His his father in law has my favorite line of the movie, which is "I have to eat so I can take my back pill." <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's you. That's so you're, me. Oh my gosh! You're, you're all grouchy. Like, oh, he gosh. can drive. Yes. <laughs> that you're, you're the grouchy guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're the grouchy guy. That's amazing. I yeah, love I love it. We'll we'll get to Eddie and our, our favorite lines and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Are oh, there were there any other parts that you can think of that you didn't get when you were a kid? The, the older it kind of made more sense when chevy was uh flirting with the girl at the macy's or not I, I, it's whatever not it's called yeah yeah it's a marshall field yeah oh is that what it is is that a Chicago i think that's thing? what it's that so marshall fields and macy's are the same company eventually macy's overtook marshall mm. field so yeah marshall field and co was it was, was a big downtown chicago store it was in malls it's the same store as macy's it's mm. the exact same store mm-hmm. yeah so that actually um I was going to save this, but there that's actually a scene that I love, not because of the girl, but because I actually have worked at a Macy's during Christmas time. And that was my favorite time of year to work at Macy's um, as crazy as that sounds. And the Macy's that I worked at was incredibly outdated to the point that a regional it was either a regional or district manager. I can't remember, but he came in one time and he was just asking everyone their opinion. And I was like, you know, this store is nice, but it could use a facelift. It's kind of like the store in Christmas vacation. And he, um, he, he, he did. I don't, I don't know that he wanted to hear that, Yeah, (laughs) you know? So I love that store. I love the outside of it because I, it's one of the few, in that movie that you see away from the house. So, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, Clark's office, of course. Yes. Is another, another thing with, just give me that report bill. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the part that I, I mean, I got it when I was younger, but the kiss my ass, kiss his ass, happy, happy Hanukkah. I didn't, I thought that. that was way funnier as a kid as, as an adult. Now it's just kind of like, Oh, ha ha. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, when you're getting cursed after curse after curse, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm getting away with something listening to this. Oh yeah, it it, it hits different, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned you were curious about a couple of Chicago things. Mm-hmm. So obviously Clark's got the Bears hat, and uh, the the suburb they're in. It's, it was on a soundstage set, but they did a really good job. There are a lot of neighborhoods like that mm-hmm. around here, so they did a pretty good job of that. They did a really good job of the downtown scenes of the buildings. And the the idea of them being able to drive from the suburbs to the country out here in Illinois that's that's true. Like I can drive really about because think if you think about it, Illinois is except for Chicago is mostly is basically Iowa. You know, you go west from from Chicago where I live. Really? And it's, 
It's like, I, well, I mean, you're up in upstate New York. I mm-hmm. mean, people here in New York, they think New York City. But oh, yeah. Good completely point. different. You know, mm-hmm. it's a completely different vibe, and that's what it is there. So, yeah, I can drive an hour and be in the middle of nowhere, yeah. basically, and oh, pick a, okay. and go to a tree farm and dig up a tree <laughs> or, or something like that. So that, that they got that right. Uh, I think they got the – it's as silly as this sounds. You get this, too, because you live in a cold climate. Mm-hmm. The, the, the clothing they have to wear. Yes. Although I did notice when Clark was on the roof putting up lights, I'm like, you're going to be in more than a puffer vest, I want to say, <laughs> in that cold. Yeah, and I, I know that they were kind of doing it so they could do the gag where he, like, nails his shirt. Asleep. But yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that you would have been able to do that with, like, a, a puffer jacket or, like, yeah. so I get it, but it's just, yeah, no, like, I, no, 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 no. Little things. Little yeah. things that no. us people here... We have to deal with the winter. I appreciate it. Although it was oh. 60 degrees here today for some reason. But it's going to be in the 30s next week. So that's the Midwest for you. Oh, goodness. Good good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the – we could. I don't want to skip ahead. So we'll talk about the pool stuff later. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh, yeah. Because that's a whole, whole other thing. Um, I'm trying to think of a, a few, another line that I remembered that I love now. It's one of my favorites in the movie is when Eddie tells uh, – is telling – Clark of what his kids are up to, mm-hmm. referring to the kids we met in the first vacation movie mm-hmm. when they stopped it at Cousin Eddie's place was, he goes, the, old, he's the older girl's getting herself in the clinic off the wild turkey. And I'm like, I don't, I like, does she hunt turkeys? Like, I didn't get it. And now, of course, she's getting off alcoholism, mm-hmm. but I didn't get that until I was an adult. Uh, the other thing is when he's talking about the dog, he says he's got a little bit of Mississippi leg out in him. <laughs> The best thing is just to let him finish. That's, oh I didn't get that at all, but oh. now it's one of my favorite lines. Snot. Snots. Oh. <laughs> you love over, rub over, let Uncle Clark rub your belly. Oh my gosh. Like, it, 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 it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say it. Eddie is my favorite. And yeah, I he love has to be. all the characters in this movie. I really do, but Eddie is just my favorite. We'll, we're going to do a whole Eddie segment, I oh, think, yes. a little bit about okay. all of our favorite lines, the little touches they did mm-hmm. with him, and unfortunately, Randy Quay going off the deep end, but we'll, we'll talk the little touches with him. So, yeah. one of my notes here. Um, so, back to the plot of the movie Clark wants his entire family to come in for Christmas. His wife is, of course, skeptical. And they're both their parents come into town and they're all staying at their house and it's crowded and it's chaos and all that stuff. And the, another little funny one liner is everyone shows up. They're talking about everyone's arguing and then Clark's like, all right, I'm going to go park the car. I'll see you in January. (laughs) He doesn't want to come back in. Uh, And that's where I kind of relate to Clark sometimes of just being like, Mm -hmm. this is great, but I'm going to go be by myself for a while. (laughs) This was my idea, but I'm still going to go be by myself. And then, that's I, like it's, then just stuff just keeps happening throughout the movie. Of course, the theme is the Christmas lights on the house. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I used to debate about why it he didn't get it, he just had to slip flip a white light switch on. Because I don't know about you in our house, there's plenty of switches or like apartments I've been in where you have to flip on a switch for an outlet to work. So that would have been like the first thing I checked. So we always thought that that was like a plot hole when we were like mm-hmm. 12 years old debating this movie. <laughs> well, now you got me thinking because Clark's, I mean, we had already kind of established he didn't remember the axe or the saw to chop right. down the tree. So he is forgetful. Okay. 
you See, know, you. so you're, you're filling plot holes. Good you, job. You, but you know what? It, it, now that's hmm. now you got me thinking. But like, yeah, I think it's just Clark being very stressed out and forgetful because, I mean, uh, we all get stressed out around the holidays and we forget plenty of stuff. So, I, I mean, I yeah, I could kind of see that. I could see a little of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, my current house mm-hmm. has an attic like Clark gets trapped in. <gasps> yes. So now I am paranoid that some I'm eventually going to get trapped in said attic <laughs> because it's got the pull down the ladder comes down you climb up there and cold air does come in so his mother-in-law's like why is it so cold in here oh no wonder and he gets trapped in the attic as his whole family goes shopping you know what and that's that's you know you were talking about plot holes that would be my, that that's my biggest plot hole like she I mean if you see, you know, a, a uh, mm-hmm. an yeah. attic door open, I think, you know, 10 out of 10 people are going to say, oh, someone's probably up there working or doing something. Well, it's implied throughout the movie his in-laws don't like him. So maybe oh, yeah. it was like a, a subplot type thing. Uh, and then speaking of his in-laws, his in-laws have a couple great lines when the lights don't work. First off, his mother-in-law's drunk and she hiccups and talking about <laughs> pissing your money away. She's so great at and and compare her to like what she like she was a little bit different when she was on like um everyone loves uh, everyone right. loves Raymond, wasn't that the yeah. show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, yeah, she was a little she was kind of well, yeah, she was kind of smarmy. Smart mouth, too, on that. And then but. back to back, the guy that plays in father-in-law because his daughter says, she worked really hard, Grandma. And his father-in-law goes, so do washing machines. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> That's such an old man thing to say. Yeah. Like you have to kind of have the last word. Like, that That, that just totally feels like an old man thing to say. And everybody's pissed because Clark made him come outside in the cold at night to watch this thing. And then it doesn't work. Like, mm. we could have been inside sleeping or, or drinking or whatever they were doing. Mm-hmm. So. That, that's that's great stuff. Uh, what a, I guess we could talk about this. What are a couple of your favorite minor characters? I mentioned his in-laws. Uh, any any other standouts for you for other characters besides Clark and Eddie? Aunt Bethany, uh, obviously, sure. I think everyone loves, and her husband. Um, oh, what was the husband's name? Lewis. Lewis, thank you. Um, I love him. I, I, I love <laughs> the, the police chief sergeant. It, yes. At, at the end, I, I is that the right rank? Yeah. I guess. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I love him. I um, I think I I thought that's El- a few. Yeah, yeah. Those are my favorites. Those would be my choices. Yeah, I'm gonna say his his mother-in-law and father-in-law because mm-hmm. they're pretty good. I think uh, Ruby Sue is is a pretty yes. good kid actor. Yes. She's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Get the fun line. She's like, we um, something about uh, shitting bricks. He's like, you shouldn't say mm-hmm. that. Sorry, shitting rocks. <laughs> shitting rocks. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I missed that one. And she's, she's a pretty good one too. And it's kind of nice to see like uh, Clark kind of you know talk with her, you know, because mm-hmm. you know he's so stressed out, and you know she's she she doesn't have a clue what's going on. So you she know. did catch him in the middle of about to whip it out and start uh, let's be real here yeah she, she did catch him before he was about to start doing that well yeah unfortunately yeah um, so speaking of vhs yeah. tape, that scene where he's fantasizing about the jewelry saleswoman coming to the pool 
and it cuts off. You could like see the side boob, and I'm like oh. trying to pause and like, come on, can we see a nipple? You know, as you're a kid, you're like, oh my god. Have you ever yeah. done that? I'm just the weirdo. Well, well, you know. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, is there anybody? Is there anybody in this movie who you think you can relate to, or anyone remind you of your family or friends growing up? For you. You know, the older I get, um, I, I can I, I can kind of relate to Clark, like being very nostalgic for his, the, the yeah. Christmases of his youth. And he wants everything to go right. And he wants, you know, he's a big fan of like old fashioned Christmas and traditions. And I, I, I can relate to that, not to the grand scale that, you know, with the issues that he has. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, 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 I totally get, you know, as I get older, like aware he's yeah. coming from sure sure yeah because you want to as you're older like you know, we're getting older now and mm-hmm. as you're more in charge of whether you have a family or if you have friends you want to mm-hmm. present you want to be remembered well basically yes. yeah. and i think that's clark's big goal here is to give his kids and his family memories like hey dad did this for us one yeah year. and which is and they, we'll skip ahead at the end of the movie where the house kind of goes up literally almost in flames and the tree lights on fire um, and the fried pussycat and, and everything goes crazy. The Clark has a moment with his dad where he talked about it already. He says, you know, our Christmas was always such a mess. How'd you do it? Clark realizes, oh, you know, I thought my dad was so great, but he was just as stressed and as crazy as I am right yeah. now. And I think we're always, we're always realizing that as we get older, as we all have the same issues. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, I mean, I, if, I mean, especially, you know, as kids, you just think, oh man, Christmas, you know, everything is done so well and everything yeah. is just a well-oiled machine. It's, we, it's meant to happen the way it's meant to happen. And, you know, then you find out, oh geez, man, our parents really just bent over backwards for us, you know? It was a conversation I had a couple of weeks ago when we did our show, one of the Survivor Series shows we talked about where... Uh, as I've gotten older, I remember part of the reason, I guess I've realized this now, well, part of the reason why I liked holidays so much is because as a kid, you have one responsibility just to be there. That's yeah. it. That's your responsibility yeah. is just to show up and all, and everything happens around you. Yeah. So you have these memories of, yeah, you might have to wear this like uncomfortable shirt and you have to argue <laughs> with your mom about shoes you don't want to wear and you have to be on time and maybe you, do, maybe you don't like ham, you want pizza or, or something. But at the end of the day, you just have to be there. Mm-hmm. And you can go wrestle around with your cousins or families or whatever. Yeah. And it is a pain as a parent. No, it's a pain in the ass to get kids somewhere. It's oh, annoying yeah. and it sucks, but I'm trying to, I, and ever since I've made that realization, I'm trying to put that past myself. Cause I don't want to take away because the pain for me, my kids ability, just only responsibility is just to be present and to be there. Yeah. And I think that's important um, for everyone growing up. And if you're lucky enough to be able to see family and stuff, it's important to, to try to get together with them and, and enjoy their company and as much as you can and watch your parents get drunk and your relatives <laughs> get drunk and, and all that. So we, we talked about casting. Do you think there's anyone who probably could have been recast? Did you, was there an actor? Maybe, eh, maybe they didn't nail this part or could have been better. Would anybody I, saw? No, I honestly know. Like, well, I know. And I'll just say, like, I, I'm not a fan of Juliette Lewis. I've never really seen her in anything I liked her in. But okay. I, I still think she was perfect in this. Okay. So um, the only one, like, and I, for some reason, I, I just, whenever I see, I'm going to go back to the police sergeant. 
Um, I, a, I think the actor who portrayed him was perfect, but I, for some reason, the first, you know, uh, I always picture Reginald uh, Val, Val Johnson. Okay. I, I always picture him because he, he, he kind of reminds me a little of Carl Winslow, and sometimes I wonder, oh, I wonder if that was meant for him. Maybe, maybe I could see that. Yeah. Well, so maybe, like, maybe the part wasn't big enough for Carl. Oh, at the maybe time. he's coming oh, off Die Hard, and you know, it's just, it just isn't big enough for him. Yeah, and Family Matters just started too around that time. So mm-hmm. yeah, that wouldn't shock me. But yeah, it no. would have been a nice crossover if he played Carl because he was in Chicago. Could have been a Chicago cop. Oh, okay. Yes. See, so there you in. go. I think the only one that stood out for me was I don't I didn't buy Eddie's wife. I didn't buy Catherine. Okay. Because why she's like this nice, sweet lady, pretty lady. Like, why is she with this like just total loser? Like, I don't get it. Uh, well, it, and then like they're loving, and she even talks like wouldn't mind some alone time, and she's like, hoo, hoo, hoo. like she's all into it. Like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. I think they could have done better with that, but maybe that's just the opposites attract type of thing. Right? I think, or so. she's thinking I could fix him. Yeah. Oh, uh, maybe. The one line when Clark is talking with Ellen about. Uh, or Helen about getting presents for Eddie and Hel- Eddie and Catherine's kids, mm-hmm. and Clark's like seven years doesn't have work. How is that possible? And Helen's like, Catherine says he's holding out for a management position, <laughs> <laughs> which is such a great line because, like in your head, you picture the conversations. It's like, no, I don't want that job. I'm holding out for management. Like. <laughs> Before going, that's one of my favorite things about like, shows like The Simpsons. Is like you picture this thing they don't show, and that's still hilarious. <laughs> All right, <coughs> excuse me. Why? Why do you think? Before we get into Cousin Eddie and just the amazing touches and all his lines, why do you think this movie still holds up? Because there's a handful of Christmas movies that do, and it's tough for comedies to hold up over time. What is it? What is it for you personally that makes you like? I'm gonna go back and watch this. If it's on AMC, I'm gonna stick with it. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? What is this for the you that makes you keep watching Christmas Vacation? It's the feel of the movie. It's the way it looks. It's the 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 sounds. It's yeah. You know, like I said earlier, the mall. It's Clark, and, and, and like I said earlier, it's like a, 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 relating to Clark as I get older. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, all the stress that comes with the holidays. Uh, and there are a lot of good, like physical gags. There's a lot of funny one liners, you know, that you, you can just, you, you can just use for any situation I'm sure. But mm-hmm. I think uh, there's something in it that we all relate to one way or the other. You know, I, there's a character that someone will relate to. There's a line, there's a situation it's just it's a very realistic a very realistic look at you know the pain you go through in the holidays and i I sometimes like look at it and i'm just like geez you know like you watch christmas story and then this and that's Uh like that that that's like pretty much you got your childhood and you know your adulthood yeah you know when it comes to the holidays um yeah, they do 24 hours of Christmas story. They need to do 24 hours of vacation. They did, I think. Did they? I On think, AMC or something? Yeah, I think it was AMC. I can't I yeah, I think it was AMC because they they play it a lot, a lot a lot. Yeah. Um, it's like that in Polar Express. Oh my god, yeah. 
So, or what was the other one they play all the time? Uh, Ghostbusters too. Yeah, this movie true. of all time. Yeah, Bat Bay Returns, another mm-hmm. great Christmas classic for sure, with a lot more, a lot, lot more murder than you would anticipate in. But, but what are we going to hey, do? Hey, sure, it's the holidays. I'm <laughs> sure it's the holidays. Stack them up. That's the one line that <laughs> Helen has is, "It's Christmas and we're all miserable." Yep. See, there <laughs> just, you go. Just, just a great line there. I think for me, it's, 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 a, it's become a comfort food movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, and a I handful that do that. Yeah. As much as I love a Christmas story. It, it's great, and I'll, I'll watch it every year on TBS or TNT, whatever it's on. It's not the comfort food movie because really only me and my sisters liked it. Mm-hmm. My parents were like, okay with it, but Vacation was one that everyone in my family loved. Mm-hmm. So I think of lines I'm going to tell people or I think of like conversations we've had. So that's kind of what it is for me. Uh, Home Alone 2, not Home, oh. Home Alone 2 as well, but Home Alone is also the, the other comfort movie yes. for me. Those are like my two comfort movie Christmas movies. And my kid and I just watched Home Alone again. And mm-hmm. just, I think Home Alone is number one for me and Christmas Vacation is number two. Uh, but mm-hmm. both both that same feeling of like, oh, there's going to be no surprises. I don't have to think about anything. I have anxiety. I know what's coming yep. and it's all going to be great. And that's it's yep. great stuff. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, Christmas Vacation is my number one. Yeah. Uh, Home Alone is my number two. I I love Christmas Story. Um, That's actually my wife's favorite uh, Christmas movie. Um, We're actually, it's, um, but I I wonder if I've ever brought this up with you. I've brought it up with someone, and I can't remember who. I've had a theory that, Kevin's Kevin McAllister's dad and Clark Griswold could either be in the same neighborhood or they work together. I could see them working together for sure. Mm -hmm. I think so. I would compare. So the home alone houses in Winnetka, which is an incredibly Mm -hmm. rich area, basically North of the city. So I could see then Clark living in like a Hoffman estates, which is a rich suburb, but not like crazy mm-hmm. rich. It's like upper class, whereas like okay. Winnetka's upper upper class. So that totally makes sense. They would have the same job, so even maybe in the same building. Maybe it's the same company. Yeah. Maybe the same building. That because that, that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they like did, they never explain what Kevin's dad did. So I I like part of me was like, well, they're in Chicago. I'm a assuming he probably does something that he gets a lot of money for and. You know, Clark does have a big house. It's not obviously not as big as Kevin's mm-hmm. family's house, but um, well, Clark's and like he's a serial inventor or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> See, they tell you you know what his job is. He's a yeah. He, and in Vegas vacation, it's explained even more what he does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can see that they're both richer northern suburbs of Chicago. So I like I can see that for sure. Mm. Really quick, uh, there was mm-hmm. one nitpick. I watched Home Alone last night, and I was watching with my daughter. And in Buzz's room, there is a poster of Isaiah Thomas, Detroit Pistons point guard. There is not a chance in hell anyone from Chicago in 1990, a Bulls fan, would have a Detroit Pistons anybody on their wall. No. So I was like, whoever put that there is dead wrong. That's just, it ain't happening. So I was, that was my, I'm like, you screwed up John Hughes and Chris Columbus. (laughs) You screwed up. Shaking my fist at nobody. But anyway, back to Chris's vacation where they got the Bears hat. They've got the Blackhawks jersey, the Griswold mm-hmm. custom jersey, oh, also jersey. also a classic. Yeah, the double zero, um, awesome stuff. But yeah, the, for me, like back to the thing, it's it's comfort food. 
and I'm I watched it once already this year. I'm sure I'll watch it a couple more times on TV. So then let me ask you a question. Do you have a certain set date when um you're ready to watch it? Because for me, I if I don't watch it Thanksgiving night after everything is done, we're sitting there eating um, mm-hmm. leftovers and pie and all that stuff. Christmas Vacation is the the movie that we that we watch. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for me, like that's a big tradition that 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 always takes place on Thanksgiving. Do you have to watch it at a certain time, or is usually, it just let good, it naturally happen? That's good question. So usually, what happens is the first time it airs on AMC, I'll catch part of it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, now I got to go grab the Blu-ray and just watch the whole thing. Yep. And that's usually what happens the next day, or even just like I might catch the end of it. Or the middle of it, like ah, I'm just gonna go grab it and start it over mm-hmm. if I have to, if I'm if I have time. That's usually what happens, is that you're you're either app flipping or channel flipping, and it, it's on there and you see it. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna pop it in. That's usually what it is. So early December around the is around when I watch it for mm-hmm. sure. Okay, I like it. You know, there, it it is coming to 4K next year. That's been confirmed. So I'm is it really hoping that they do a good job with the transfer because if they have a good master copy. Mm-hmm. Some of the 4K stuff they've done has been if if they take their time with it mm-hmm. is just fantastic. So I really oh, yeah. hope hope that that yes, it's confirmed for next. I think November. Oh, fantastic! Well, hopefully we get some new extras because yep. you know that that Blu-ray has had Nothing the same extras since the DVDs. I, I think yeah. the first or the second release, I can't remember, but give us some new stuff. Sure, like Shout Factory or Scream Factory did with all the, with the Halloween oh restorations. Gosh. Like, yeah, they doc they put the Jimmy Lee Curtis horror con documentary on there, which mm-hmm. is awesome. They put just new screen stills. They they even put on the latest 4K. They put the 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 what was it the original color tinting and mm. the TV version, like yes. the original that that aired, which I thought was super cool. That to, was to watch a very that. big deal. I remember hearing. Yeah, so that was super cool to see too. So stuff like that would be neat, and maybe a cool like art steel book or something like that would be awesome. So, yes, I'm hoping they do a good job with it. I'll have to look who the company is, but hopefully they do a good job. With uh, it. The Warner Brothers actually is it the could, one. yeah, yeah. Well, Warner's done good with their DC releases, very good. They so have, hopefully they yeah. they can take care of that. I mean, as long as it's not Disney, Disney's releases are trash, Oof. which is annoying because they yeah. have such a catalog of stuff. No thanks. Anyway, next year we could talk about that if it comes yeah. out officially. Um, the other few notes I have here, the the casting we mentioned, well, maybe one or two good bad casting, but for the rest of it, it's been it was home run, like yeah. up and down the line. It's a home run. The kids are what they are, but they're just minor. They don't really have any subplots even. Like the mm-hmm. kids have nothing to do. They're just there. Ruby Sue is a more bigger subplot than Audrey. You know? Yes. It's it's everybody just nailed it. Mm-hmm. And even was it Bill Murray's brother, Clark's boss? Yes, Brian <laughs> Mr. Mister Mr. Shirley is like he's the best. Everyone's the best in this movie. Down to the cop, down to the neighbors, and they they really <laughs> nailed it. And kudos to them on that for sure. You know, it. it yeah, it, it's like you know they're they're not all like the biggest stars in the world, but when you watch this movie, you're just like, man, that's just perfect. It's just perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I had said Reginald Val Johnson, you know, he, he, even the, even the sergeant is just perfect. You know, I, I had a rubber hose, mister. I'd... <laughs> oh gosh. That, that, that is one of my favorite lines. I love that line. He's like, I changed my mind. <laughs> uh, 
Also, so I, re- I realized this, the guy, uh, Clark's co-worker, yes. where he comes into him and he's talking to him. I'm like, where do I know this guy from? I'm like, oh, yeah, he was the dad in Freaks and Geeks of, um, what? Oh, what's his name's dad? The Jewish kid's dad in Freaks and Geeks. Oh. Who cheats on his wife. Oh, Sam Levine. Oh. Yeah, but whatever his character's name was. Yes. It, it was Sam, Bill, what was his name? Sam and Bill and somebody. I'll look it up really quick, yeah. but... But yes, that was that was like a good thing too. Where he's like, oh, "My kid said my it's by that must be it. My bonus. Have a very merry Christmas." And that's perfect too because if he told Clark, "By the way, there's no bonus this year," mm-hmm. that gets rid of the whole climax of being surprised. Yes. He gets the Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, um, that was that was just awesome too. That was very well done. And you want to know something else? That the, the actor. And by the way, uh, Sam Levine in Freaks and Geeks was Neil Schreiber. Neil. Um, okay, perfect. So the, the the Clark's coworker was actually uh, the the stepfather in The Wizard, and his okay. name is uh, yeah Sam yeah. McMurray. He's like a that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in like a I ton think, of stuff. Yeah. I, I, oh gosh, he he pops up. I think he was in the Brian Bosworth um, Stone Cold movie. If I if I'm remembering right, I think he was yeah. uh, one of the cops. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's definitely one of those actors that everyone has seen at least a thousand times. Another little thing I loved. This was a scene that I don't know if a lot of everyone notices when Clark goes to give a gift to his boss. He's like little something for me and my wife. He's like, put on the other, what the other, what the other's a grease ball. <laughs> Every present is exactly the same present. If you notice on the table, mm-hmm. they're all the same. And I'm like, that's like a fun little Easter egg. Like everyone gave him this shitty world's best boss, like golf set or whatever mm-hmm. they got him. So I, I thought that was funny. And so, he's like, earlier he talks about, he goes, we got your Christmas card, Mr. We're very happy you remembered us. <laughs> he's like, corporate, corporate card, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, do you know what that gift really was? No. What is it? So I went online. It was either last year or the year before or whatever. And we were, a bunch of us were having a conversation about Christmas vacation. I'm like, does anyone know what the gift was? Apparently, it was a clock and pen set that was really popular, you know, for, you know, those kind of gifts in the 80s. And I I saw one online and I was like, yep, that's it, because it's, you know, it it makes perfect sense. I didn't I spent a good 25, 30 years never being able to figure out what that was. And then someone pointed out, you know, their mom had one. So they knew what it was. That's fantastic. Look at that. Little Easter egg you find here on the yes. Christmas episode, Christmas movie episode of the PPW Ooh. podcast. Go ahead. Here's another thing that uh, I think you'll appreciate. Um, the swimming pool, like the little model swimming pool. Yeah. I love that thing because I sure. feel like if I was a kid, I'd probably want that for my, you know, for my, for my figures. Yeah. <laughs> so you could see uh, Serpentor and Cobra Commander swimming around and that would have been <laughs> Bash great. the I beach match with the, with oh. the beach with the globes. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, oh, we don't mention the G word. Oh, we don't talk no. about those. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, that, geez. That's a Scott and Jeff thing, not us. Oh, geez. Um, those, those marks with their, with their ugh. figure talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, and it's, it, you know, you, you brought up, uh, his, his bears hat. They've actually officially, uh, yes, that new era. A couple years. Yeah. A new era. And new era makes it. Yeah. And although the new era one is a little more official than Clark's, cause I'm sure they vacation didn't get the NFL's 
permission to use it. Probably. So his hat's a little off. They do sell like on eBay, basically exactly what he wore, mm-hmm. and it is slightly different than the new Arrow one. Yes. Um, if you if you want to go there, but if you want a nicer hat, probably buy the new Arrow one. <laughs> Speaking of eBay, have you ever seen the prices for his uh, Tasmanian Devil mug? No. Don't. Don't. What are we talking? Like three hundred bucks, two hundred bucks? We're we're at least a hundred minimum. This well, is. I mean, at, at the Warner Brothers store, it was probably like twenty seven ninety five, so it's yeah. not too bad. <laughs> no, but like this is one of those things that I think everyone just imagines walking into a thrift store and finding for like two okay. bucks because they don't know what it is. Yeah. But like as soon as it hits eBay, like I and you know what's funny is I've never seen anyone try to reproduce this. Huh. Like we see a lot of people like reproducing stuff and, and they yeah, do like, and they, fantastic work. But Kevin McAllister's little winter hat's been reproduced. Yeah. Uh yeah, you're right. I wonder why. I mean they have I mean it's Warner Brothers, it's the same company they have yeah. the Taz license. So Oh gosh, yeah, they can do that. That is interesting. What are some of your give me your top handful of scenes? Uh, okay. Uh and then I'll we can go back and forth. So I'll I'll start and then I'll give you a second. So one of my favorites is Clark on the sled down the hill after he <laughs> polishes with the varnish. Just the whole setup. We can start with that eat lines now where he says, I don't think I'm going to go down there with, uh, not between me and my brain, but a piece of government plastic. Do you really think it matters? <laughs> the, and then he's just talking about it. He oh goes, you know, I mean, the, the classic line, of course, is, you know, every time she ran the microwave, I pissed my pants for good. I was for a half hour or so. <laughs> But the underrated line is, well, you know, it's right here on my part. He goes, and if this gets cracked in my hair, just ain't going to look right. <laughs> like, that's what he's most concerned about is his hair not looking right. But then the scene of him just going, whoa, whoa. It's just hilarious how he just fl- oh. flies. Down. He's trying to impress everybody. That's that's one of my favorite ones. What, what about you? Later, What's another dudes. one for you? Yeah, later. <laughs> let her rip. <laughs> let her rip. Just trying to be the cool dad. Oh my gosh! And you know what? There was a point where Chevy was more legit, like the coolest guy in the world. This, but this movie is just, oh gosh, he, he he's like Captain Uncool in this movie at so many yep. times. Yep. Um, I'll tell you, there there's a little personal story here. Okay. And um, it was 2002. Um, I had kind of moved into my mom's basement. Uh, well, I should say from upstairs um and we had a fireplace and all of a sudden i'm I'm like sitting around watching tv and there's a bunch of noises like what the what the hell is that so i go get my mom i'm like do you know what that is she's like i don't know what that is but it's like a bunch of it it sounds like a bunch of scratching and and all this stuff so we're starting to think oh geez i wonder if something is stuck up there so we call my brother who is a steam fitter and he can he's like the only one um, qualified to probably look up there and not damage anything. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden we're like we're opening the chimney flue. And out of nowhere, a, a squirrel just races into the basement right oh, out no. of the chimney. It takes my brother and I two and a half hours to try and get this out of the, um, the basement back door because he's running in every room. So it gets to the point, and there are photos of this. I I, I, I need to get these photos online because uh-huh. these are these need to be seen to be believed. 
afterwards i want a a i was a smoker at that time so i i just wanted a cigarette so badly and b i just remember thinking anyone else getting vibes from christmas vacation <laughs> and it's funny because it was like a week or two before christmas in mm-hmm. 2002 and we still laugh and joke about that because Squirrel. you know that that is such a favorite scene. <laughs> I love what's that. that sound it's a funny squeaking sound <laughs> <laughs> my my mother-in-law one year gave us a little plush like squeaky squirrel and we oh, put it no. in our tree every year as an ornament I like love it. as he just kind of sits in the middle i love it i love that scene yeah, and then another uh, great scene for me is not when Eddie first arrives outside, but when he's got the dicky on, oh, and you can geez. see it through the shirt, and him and Clark are, and Clark is like realizing, like, oh, I got to deal with this guy. Like, he's trying <laughs> so, like, the, the acting Chevy Chase does is perfect because it's, I have, like, he's only talking to me, so I might as well deal with this, but he's annoyed. He's mm-hmm. got to deal with this guy. And just the whole vibe of Randy Quaid, his outfit, like this is his oh. dress up outfit. He brought it knowing he's going to Clark's. It wasn't, even, this was planned. Mm-hmm. That little thing. He knocks over Clark's little oh. Christmas village thing. <laughs> and, uh, and he's talking about snots. Get, get out of the, get out of there because mm-hmm. the dog's drinking the, the little tree water won't hurt him. He's like, the tree's <laughs> going to dry up. So and, gross. uh, and then the line, honey of a tree, Clark, that's a line we, my uncle use all the time. Like honey of a tree, son, <laughs> <laughs> just the whole vibe. And we could talk about the lines in a little bit, but mm-hmm. the whole vibe of that scene where Clark is stuck with Eddie, yeah. it could be the whole house is oh. buzzing, but he's just stuck with Eddie. That, that's oh. just amazing. And and we've all been there where we're just at like, yeah. family gathering where we're just like, I don't, I I don't and, want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, and it's a, it's it's Christmas. What is he going to do? Well, I mean, we saw what Clark ended up doing yeah. later on. But um, I love that scene because I saw a screen. So they do screenings up here the week before Christmas every year at, a, at, at the independent theater through mm-hmm. um, company Fright Rags and through Saturday Night Rewind. Um, and the first year I think I saw it was either 2000. I don't know. It was, it was, it was a while ago and I didn't notice that you could see through Eddie's like Dickie. Yeah. I, I didn't notice you could see that until I saw it on the big screen. Awesome. And it was, I was, once I noticed it, I was like, Oh my gosh, th- that is just so perfect. That's just, yep. there's, that's, that's, I've never noticed it before. Oh, that's just, amazing. I love it. It's so obnoxious. It is. And it's, again, it's him thinking this is what I wear when I want to look nice. I'm going to yes. put this fake turtleneck all over my, oh my white God. long sleeve shirt. Like, it's amazing. And there's like part of you that's just like, ah, oh, at least he's trying. And then you're just yep. like, oh, but it's Cousin Eddie. <laughs> and like, where's everyone else? Like, Kat, where's Catherine? Where are the kids? Like, where is everybody else? It's not oh. that big of a house. Mm-hmm. And he's just stuck with him in, in the family room, in the living Poor room. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> yes. Again, this is after like his big triumphant moment of getting the lights to work. Oh. And then guess what? Eddie's mm-hmm. here. Like just oh. perfect, perfect writing, perfect stuff. Mm-hmm. What's the other scene for you? We do a couple more. You know, I, I know that we've been waiting on it, but I, I'll, 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 I'll just kind of do the, the, the quick part. Uh, the, the diving board scene is just, oh, 
so good. Can, can we dive into that real quick? Yes, let's do okay. it because there's so much. I, I, I want to know if your favorite part's my favorite part. Go ahead. Okay, yes. I would probably say that's my favorite part as well because when Eddie comes into frame and every, I mean, it looks like such a nice time and then here comes Eddie and you're just like, Oh no. But the part <laughs> that kills me every fucking time, I'm sorry, pardon my language. You're good. The part that kills me every time is when he like waves to Clark and he's just, yep. I, I, every, I, 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 I just, I can't what kills me is him whipping the towel around his head into the pool and Why like because again like i love how even in clark's fantasy he knows eddie's gonna ruin it yeah somehow like eddie's yes. gonna ruin it somehow and uh piggybacking over this scene is when he he, he thinks his bonus is gonna be what it is mm-hmm. he's like if this is enough i'll fly on here to celebrate and eddie goes i can't swim clark he goes, i know that eddie <laughs> 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 the other the, the the other line was um th- this here is my cousin he his, his sometimes his heart is bigger than his brain and yeah. then and he just says appreciate that Clark and you're just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and even right before that thing too like again Randy Quaid little awesomeness is when after Clark realizes his bonus doesn't come when he gets a Jelly of the Month Club. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what I'd like for Christmas. My boss. And he's like, right here with a big ribbon. He's giving, Eddie's just like in his head. He's like, he's thinking. They do a shot of Eddie thinking about how is this going to happen? And then they show him, like, they don't show the kidnapping. They just show the RV pulling away from oh. the mansion. And his wife's like, here's a big beastly man in a recreational vehicle. And <laughs> that was the best. He kidnaps him. You ready to do, he's like, you ready to do some kissing? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, and there's so many other classic ones. I think one other one for me is uh, when Lewis uh, lights the tree on fire and he turns around and says, what's the matter with you? Look what you did to my tree. And he turns around and he's on fire. So he has to tackle Lewis to put him out. The great William Hickey. Oh, man. Such a such a fun such a fun character and a little his he's got his toupee and and all that stuff such a fun <laughs> character and also when clark puts him out he aggressively puts the fire out too he hits him pretty hard as well <laughs> all right should we jump into eddie stuff randy quaid stuff or should we you got any more scene you want to chat about? no you know what i'm ready okay so cousin eddie played by the former great randy quaid was a character that came back from the first vacation movie. So if I get this correctly, he is Helen's cousin's husband, right? She's, he's not a blood relative from what I can tell. Right. Because he would. Okay. So yeah, if he was like Ellen's. So Catherine is Helen's cousin. Yeah. Yeah, So Catherine's Helen's cousin. She marries Eddie. Yes. So I think that's where the relationship is from. Yeah, because otherwise he would have been, they would have been Anne and uncle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Cousin Eddie. Uh, We'll just start rattling off lines why we love him so much. And and then he's talking about his kids. This is back to the scene where he's talking with Clark when he first comes to the house. He goes, the older boy's starting his career. College? No, carnival. (laughs) 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 He goes... Last year, he's spreading pixie dust on the tilt a whirl. <laughs> and next year, he'll be guessing people's weights with the yak woman. Um, <laughs> you you know, ever meet her? <laughs> Sweet I, gal. Hell of a good I, cook. I, 
Like the hell of a good cook is like the the cherry on top of that whole segment. It's a hell of a good cook. Yeah, As he's chewing we, nuts. <laughs> we, we we left out when we were talking about the scene with the jelly of the month and he yeah. he he had said, Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. year. <laughs> That's also a line that's always used at Christmas gatherings yes. when someone gets something. And I don't know about you, but with when you talk with people that you are friends and family with that also love this movie, mm-hmm. everyone knows the lines you come. We all still laugh at them to yes. each other. Like it, it's it's great stuff. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh. It's okay, it's the de- the delivery that they all have. Like yeah, it's it's it, easy it, to do an impression of. Like the timing's mm-hmm. not hard, but no, it's just nailed. It's just and, it and I can't picture too. anybody else anybody else doing that. Nope. You know, like no mm-hmm. one's even no one could be Eddie. Cause he's like no. kind of big and like like she's a beastly man. Like he's a big guy and like, yeah. uh, what what's the other Eddie ism that was fun for you? Like I said, the swimming pool is is, yep. is my favorite. I, I are we just gonna say the obvious one? Sure. Okay. I think everyone always, no matter what, and you can use this all year round. But Merry Christmas, shitter's full. Exactly, and then Clark, the the Clark follow up. Oh, our shitters oh. full, honey. Have you checked our shitters? And then the foreshadowing is <laughs> like, and he's like, you know, <laughs> empty in his RV shitter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and the look on his face, he's just like, it, it, it's a cross between disgust and just being a, so obnoxious and so aloof. It, it, it just—he's still in his bathrobe, and I, it made me think later because. The, he says, me and Catherine will stay in the RV. So he's clearly just woke up out of the RV. He's like, oh, better empty this. And like That's like the process. Of like, that's why he's still in his pajamas and bathrobe, because he just got out of the RV to empty it, because he probably wanted to go to the bathroom, realized it was full. This is as good a spot as any to dump it in the sewer sure. here. Oh, sure. Gosh. It's so good. And like seeing it in like that nice neighborhood that, you know, I, I think a lot of people, when they think of like, you know, old Christmas movies. That's the kind of neighborhood that they picture. And then you got just Eddie, just, just yes, dropping you know, you know, a giant barrel of you know what in there, and it's just like, oh my gosh. And yeah, then the really whole doesn't know the whole doing. Christmas dinner scene. Eddie's got. We already mentioned save the neck for me, Clark. And the when they look down at the Jello mold, realize there's cat treats on it. Mm-hmm. He goes, Bethany, is your cat like Jello mode? I don't know about the cat, but I sure am enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> so he's eating all the Jello, and then Snots is choking. He goes, he's probably just gnawing on a bone. He'll get it. And then Clark goes, maybe if you don't feed him from the table. And then he does the perfect pause of like, no, no, no. <laughs> He's probably just knows to do the trash. <laughs> the next scene's Clark oh. picking up the trash, and it's just just amazing stuff. Oh like that gosh. whole dinner scene is just great, and everyone's trying to pretend that this shitty turkey tastes good because he's still trying to save this disaster of a holiday. He's still trying, you know. He's still trying to save it. I know people who genuinely look at that turkey and they actually think it looks good. And I'm not gonna lie. Look, all you got to do is put some gravy on it. That's I get true. it. I get That's it. True. That is true. That is you true. You know? Yeah. Get what some stuffing potatoes. Yeah, dude. Drop it all on there. Mm-hmm. I'll eat it. Another, another uh, great Eddie scene is when they're in the 
they're in a Walmart yes. uh, shopping mm-hmm. and he's just piling on the dog, which I heard was an improvised thing from Randy Page to keep adding dog food. And if it was kudos to him, bigger kudos to Chevy chase for not breaking when he was doing that. Cause like, and then I'm sure the improvised, I'm going to put these light bulbs here. Like, why would you put a single pack of light bulbs on there? <laughs> and hearing that giant. It just, yep. I'll tell you, you know what? I, I don't believe that they're in a Walmart because I don't see any elites in the, in that shopping yeah. cart. So, you know, I'm not buying it. I'm well, have you it. seen the new ghostbusters? Yes. Okay. So that we joked that this isn't a spoiler. So you're okay. If you haven't seen yes. it yet, but the most unrealistic thing about the Ghostbusters movie is how clean the Walmart yes. is that Paul Rudd goes into. Like that's yeah. clearly the most unrealistic thing. Although that was a Canadian Walmart, if you noticed, because they had the red on the uh, price tag signs. Oh, you know what? And I've been to many Canadian Walmarts. I didn't even mm-hmm. pick up one that. Jeez. Yep. That so sense. maybe that's also why it was clean too. You know, oh, that maybe. could that could have been it. Uh, and then also when because this is when Clark asks him, you know, we'd be happy to buy your kids Christmas presents this year. And Eddie, thinking he's being a nice guy, says, I'd like you to buy yourself something real nice. Real nice. <laughs> now, I okay? know you have to use that line. You, yes. You've used that line a couple times. <laughs> something real nice. I'm just cracking up thinking about it. And he's in the blue leisure suit, too, when he, during he's saying that, too. His horrific blue leisure suit. Also, Again, when, him, when... That's him dressing up. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't know. Like, he's he's no. out in the desert. Yeah. By the way, side note, one of the most just the, the scenes that just just ugh, whenever I see and hear it is in the original. It, it, this is totally related to Eddie, but it's the the little the the daughters are like on the the sea, the, uh, the seesaw and they're like yeah. talking. And Audrey's like, yeah, I, I, I or no, the um, Eddie's daughter's yeah. like, yeah, I, I kiss on the first day. And, and Audrey's like. Yeah, everyone does. And then the, Eddie's daughter says, yeah, but daddy says I'm the best at it. I'm right. like, what? Like, oh, geez. Like, come on, uh, John Hughes. That That is clearly a National Lampoon comic style joke. Very That's what that was. so. And you kind of forget, like, sometimes you're just like, but this is a John Hughes movie. And then you're like, but it's still National Lampoon. So Yeah, that's, that's a thing, too, that movie where there's a couple of, like, morbid parts, like the dog. And mm-hmm. the, the grandma, the dead, yeah, the dead person Ooh. on the roof, him eating the piss sandwich, like all that stuff, you know, oh. it's, a, it's a thing. It's, mm-hmm. there's not too much darkness in this movie no. other than the cat being electrocuted. Well, um, fried pussycat, <laughs> the smell. <laughs> Another Eddie line, speaking of that, he goes, I like this chair. It's a good quality item. <laughs> What would it, how much would it set you back if they're throwing it out to the curb? He wants to buy it off of them. This, it's so ridiculous. This so here's my question. Thing. In comparison to his appearance, in, we're not even going to discuss Vegas Vacation. Vegas Do is like, his own thing. Yep. Honestly, I saw that in the theater in 97, and my friend and I were just... just oh, Go back just, and watch it, because... Really? Vegas, let me tell you something. Vegas... I, but again, this may be rose glasses, but I've seen it a bunch of times since then. Mm-hmm. My wife thinks it's the dumbest movie she's ever seen. Me and my friend Eric love it. Mm-hmm. It's the Nick Papa Giorgio from Huma storyline cracks me up. And mm-hmm. Eddie has a great line in there when Clark tells him, Eddie, has anyone ever told you you're bad luck? 
And he goes, you know, those are my mother's dying words. Of course, when oh. your leg's caught in a bear trap, you're going to start talking crazy. <laughs> so like, oh, geez. Just, just funny lines like that. But yes, but go ahead with your question. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, Between I was going to say, what, yeah, what, do you like Eddie in this one or do you like him in the original more? He's, he's way more in this one, for sure. He's got yes. a much bigger part. Um, I, he's, I think he's a lot more charming in this one where is the first one. He's just like an ass, you know, yeah. except for the, we, another line we talk about every time we barbecue real tomato ketchup or <laughs> how do you want your bun? <laughs> Not your burger, your bun. I don't know why they call it hamburger helper. It's all right by itself. <laughs> like, yeah. So he's got good lines. But he's just like an ass, I think. Yeah. Whereas in this one, he's because at the end, if you remember, of the first one, it just all builds up to him asking Clark for money. Yeah, like that's what it builds to. Whereas in this one, he doesn't want to ask for money. Yeah. Ruby Sue has to tell them they need money, so he's a little bit more charming here. Yeah, he's a little bit more down to earth, but he's still. Uh, I shouldn't say down to earth when referring to anything with Randy Quaid, but sure. <laughs> um, my gosh, yeah, he's 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 definitely a little bit more relatable. I think we all probably have had a, a family member, friend, whatever, and they're always down on their luck. And then you kind of find out and they're just like, nah, I don't know that I feel comfortable doing that. You know? Yeah. Do you think this is Randy Quaid's best movie <laughs> or is it Independence Day? It's <laughs> like, his best movie. Cause I think there was I thought about this. I think was, it is. Yeah, you know what? There was a movie that I saw him in, and I, 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 I was like, "Wait a minute, that's Randy Quaid," and I can't remember what the movie was. It couldn't have been that great then, if I'm having trouble remembering it. But I would probably say, "Yeah, this is probably his best." Um, although, geez, gosh, now you got me thinking about Independence Day because that movie was just tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um. He was in Major League Two as one of the heckling fans. He was in Days of Thunder. Yeah. Kingpin. I, I, I mean, Ish, that's the other thing. The Ishmael character in Kingpin. Like, mm-hmm. Although Woody Harrelson does kind of steal that movie. Actually, Bill Murray does with the Burt McCracken. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think it's between, it's got to be between Vacation and Kingpin for me. For I his th- two. Yeah. Oh gosh. No. Wait a minute. You know what he was really good in was not another teen movie where he plays. Uh, yes. Janie Briggs' dad. Such an underrated movie. That honestly, Freaking, Captain America's in it. Yes. <laughs> Jake Weiler. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite like parody satire movie. Believe it or I not. Think, I think. I think after one. that, like between that, after like scary movie and not another teen movie, then they just got dumb. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, how much more can you parody? Like, what else is there to parody? So Exactly. There wasn't really. Right. So let us know. What's your Randy Quaid movie performance line and all that? But mm. he clearly steals the movie. I think it's his movie. Yes. He, as much as Clark is in it, as much as Chevy Chase has it, it's Randy Quaid's movie. I yes. think he's the most memorable one in this one for sure. It's kind of sad that he's gone nuts and it's not going to be at like a Comic-Con or anything because he could be cleaning Uh, up, doing photo ops and and all that stuff, but he's just off the rails. Well, he was announced for Monster Mania in Cherry Hill in either 2018 or or 17. No, it was 18. Mm -hmm. And I think it was 18. It was either 18 or 19. And there was kind of a lot of people that responded more with, is he going to be able to come to this? And, you know, 
Yeah. Obviously the promoter doing his job and the agent and you got a bunch of fans that are like, Oh, don't be negative. Or like, and long story short, everyone's at the convention on Friday and Randy Quaid says on Twitter, Oh yeah, I couldn't get into the, to the airport, blah, blah, blah. And then he was like, I'll, I'll yeah, get in touch with me. If you're at that convention, I'll send you something. And then he just sends mm-hmm. everyone the same screen cap that he autographs, like, like digitally, which is kind of corny, but at the same time, people kind of knew that he wasn't going to make it. Like there weren't yeah. too many people that were like, Oh man, Randy Quaid, you know, he's going to be, it's, it's like just, camp crusty. Like he's not Chevy, probably camp crusty. <laughs> gentlemen. To evil. <laughs> You've broken does nothing. Che- <laughs> does Jeffy Chase do anything ever? He He's did older Rhode now. Island Comic Con. He just got announced for Steel City, which is in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. He so he's, been, he's out there. Yeah. And you know what? He's been doing um, Christmas vacation screenings okay. where you can like get like a photo with him. It's like the ticket is like 200 bucks and you get like a Q&A, the screening, and you get a photo with him. Okay. Well, I mean, I think we all want our cop, our VHS copy signed or yes, something like that. That's what I we think want. So. Yeah. But like, I, I know that he's doing a convention or two next year. I, I know that he. I feel he's like very a Clark and, like a Clark and Helen Griswold photo op. They did that. They did that. Both with of them. Anthony Beverly Michael Dean? Hall and um, oh, what's her name? What's her name? Ellen. Oh, Beverly D'Angelo. Yes. Why did I keep thinking I was going to say Eleanor Rigby? Um, <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Why not? But yeah, they they had um, the original. Okay, four. that's awesome. Yeah. So, but I would I would prefer Christmas yeah. vacation all day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, oh, Michael Hall's always doing cons. He's yes. An, he's he's been an actor. He was in Halloween Kills that movie, uh, but he's <laughs> he's always in. He's always doing stuff, and he just if you get a chance to listen to it, he was on Kevin Smith's Smodcast. Oh yeah, and it was a great oh. interview. If you want to check it out, so he talks what a lot about it? John Hughes. Yeah, he talks a ton about John Hughes. So, and he mentioned like kind of a bombshell that Ferris Bueller's Day Off was written for him. And he he turned it down. And I was like, whoa, that's <sighs> like total mind like f if he was in that movie. So that so. was that. If I'm thinking of the right timeline, that that probably would have been the time that he was. Him and Robert Downey were on SNL yeah. like one season. Yes, yeah, and yeah, they wrote a movie that never got made. And he said it was, it was right after he did Johnny Be Good, oh, and he didn't boy. want to do like back to back, like cool guy movies type of things. Uh, I don't think that's the reason. <laughs> I don't think anyone was going to buy anything after Johnny Be Good. Unfortunately, no. He said he turned it down. So he said he's the one to turn it down, <laughs> but. Well, he mentioned, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like Molly, he's like, talked about John Hughes, like Molly Ringwald mm-hmm. and me were his muses. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I get it. But, and he was also supposed to be in Pretty in Pink, he said, but he turned that down as well. He's like, I, I just did 16 Candles. Like, I don't want to do back to back, but I guess Who that kind of makes sense. Was he going to be, um, he was going to be Ducky. Ducky? Yep. He was going to be Ducky. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think that that would have worked. <laughs> I don't either. Like, and I, and let me, I'm a big Anthony and Michael Hall fan. I think he is a really good actor and he's yeah. really just, he's, he's, he's done very well for himself. All things, you know, and considering everything he's been through, I think he's done a great job, but no, nah, that, that wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have for the record. Should yeah. she have picked Ducky or Blaine? I'm pretty in pink. Hmm. 
wrong. Part of me, I like. I part of me thinks Ducky would have been better without her. As mm-hmm. long as they were, f- I I still like imagining that they're friend that they're like yeah. best friends and they've both moved on and I I I I think Blaine was better for her, but I think as a as a friend, I think Ducky was the better friend. Um, and, I've always been Team Blaine. Always. Yeah. And my, I was showed the, the movie to my daughter who was six recently. And after the movie, mm-hmm. I go, who should she have picked? Who should any have picked? Ducky or Blaine? She goes, Blaine. Yeah. She wasn't the like, hesitation. And I know that like for years, people were like, oh, she should have gotten Ducky. And I... Well, apparently they, there's an alternate ending where she picks Ducky. Mm-hmm. And the te- initial test screenings, everybody hated it. Yeah. So they changed it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. we've gone off the rails here. We've talked. Yeah, no, that's we've okay. gone from Clark Griswold to, <laughs> to Tucky or Blaine. So I love it. I love it. Fair. Uh, all right, we're over an hour here into this this look back at vacation. We can go several more hours. Yeah, we could. Any other? We did. We barely talked about Aunt Bethany, who was a fun comic relief. And looking, it's a little not as funny to me anymore because she clearly has some more form of dementia. Yeah, and like. That's like not funny, yeah. but her character is so happy-go-lucky. She's not like confused to mention. She's like, "I'm happy to be here. Hello, yeah. everybody!" Like, is Rusty still in the Navy? Like, that was. That's what I liked. Yeah, I liked the happy-go-lucky version of Aunt Bethany, and I guess she's, uh, Helen Ellen's great aunt. Does that make sense? Would you guess, or is she, Clark, or is she Clark's great aunt? She's someone's great aunt, either Ellen's or Clark's. I. I always think it's Ellen because yeah. um, it's Lewis, Lewis, right? Yeah, her husband. Yeah, she he he just seems really crotchety. However, hold on, on wait. You know what? Crotchety. I no, I think it was Clark's because remember oh. when he was watching the whole movies? Oh, <gasps> that's Lewis right. is oh in my there. Gosh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And he like me. smacks like Clark's babe, kid Clark's yeah. hand away from the presents. He's got this. Cigar. Yes. Okay. So okay, okay. we solved the mystery. There we go. We've solved uh, the, the Griswold tree mystery. <laughs> so here's here's the thing. I, I have, I, I, I again, I'm going to say it. I know a lot of people who Aunt Bethany is their favorite character. And it's kind of mm-hmm. hard not to love Aunt Bethany. But to your point, yeah, I, I, I didn't pick up as a kid that, you know, she, she clearly had, you know, unfortunately something going on. Yeah. I, 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 I watch it now. They don't really do it in a in a mean way. I think yeah. that they kind of do it in, like you said, you know, obviously like when it comes to that stuff there, there, there's, there's no good way of approaching it, but you know, mm-hmm. because of how just happy and loving and, you know, excited she is, you kind of forget about that and you're like, Oh, okay. All right. Then, you know, she just kind of, she borders quirky. She does the pledge of allegiance. Oh, oh dear. Did I break wind? Grace, Grace, the she died blessing. 30 years ago. <laughs> the blessing, yes. See, all these little, like, not even little, these are like the big jokes yes. we skipped over because I think we're such hardcore fans of the movie. We like the little nuances, but the big <laughs> jokes are still home runs. The blessing, yes. you know, the fried pussycat line, <laughs> all that stuff. And it's it's little things that make the movie, I think, great. And that's what also makes it super rewatchable. Yes. Is noticing things all the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, oh gosh. Yeah, we could go on for hours. This could be a mini We season. can. Next, we, next year we'll talk Vacation 2. No. On the island. Oh, no, my I'm just gosh. Kidding. 
No. I've never even seen it. <gasps> Refu- I refuse. I, I, I saw it. I recorded it the night it aired. And oh. um, I, I, I'm... I'm... <sighs> Let's just not talk about it. Yeah, okay. no, we don't have to. I, I, I look if if I, if no one ever listens to me about anything else in life, just please listen to me. Do not watch this. I, I, I don't know anybody who's ever said a good thing about it's it. It's not even not even fun. Bad. It's just bad. No, it's just bad. Yeah, there's okay. nothing redeemable about this movie. Like Santa with muscles, which I thought would be fun. Bad. Ooh. It's just bad. Well, okay, it's just but, bad. But you got to remember who the star of that movie was. And that should have given you your first hint. I mean, Terry. it's no, it's not no holds barred. It was, well, no holds barred has Kurt Fuller in it, at least. It's got uh-huh. redeeming call. It's got attempted rape. It's got fun. Oh, sure. That's what no holds barred has. right? Yeah, pretty much. And then <laughs> and Santa with Muscles is also super low budget, which is even worse. Now, just to do a sidetrack, do you remember when that movie was released? I think it was 96. Yep. And yeah. they were like advertising it on Nitro. I remember the first time they showed like a, just a clip of it, and I said, "I'm never watching that movie. I am never watching." <laughs> it that. got a Blu-ray release last year. I yes, yes. I bought it like an idiot. <laughs> oh my gosh! I I so I they sent me a review copy of it, and uh-huh. and I kind of thought it would be kind of funny if I do a giveaway with it. Yeah, and then I just I realized way too many people were into this movie, so I was just like, oh, "What's wrong with you people?" Yeah, I don't know. I think people convince themselves it's fun, bad, but you know what? Vacation two, we will avoid. We will avoid vacation two. Stick yes. with vacation one. Yes. And if it's on TV, give it a watch. I think it's streaming on HBO Max, which would make sense. Yes. It's a Warner Brothers movie, yeah. um, but AMC still airing it. I saw the. It's on my guide all the time. Mm-hmm. Go to Target, grab the DVD. It's like four ninety nine just to have it, to pop it in. Um, and it, it, even if you never watch, like let's say you go and buy the DVD, but, but you only, only stream it. Yeah. Put it up on display, like yeah. at your Christ, with your Christmas decorations. Just put it up. It's like, oh, this is kind of like fun. Like throw it on a shelf with some other movies that are like two or three, four or five bucks right now. Oh my gosh. Go grab them, throw them on the shelf and it's a different experience watching it and you are a mm-hmm. physical media guy just like me. So just, yeah. just have them out there and I have a bunch of movies still. People are like, why do you have all these? I'm like, well, like, why do you guys have like pieces of art? Sometimes, like, I don't watch some of these, but I just have them because it's a thing to have. It's yeah. tangible. It's in my hands. And if for some reason, you know, one day Chevy Chase says a bunch of racist shit and they take it off all the streaming stuff, I still have a copy to watch. You know, well, see, there you go. Um, and entirely possible that could happen too. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not even going to go down there, but that's fair. Um, Let's not. Yeah. Um, I will say, honestly, that movie poster, like yes. the blue, the white, it just, the red, it just pops. I love that movie poster. I think that the artwork is fantastic and they've done a lot of like Blu-ray mm-hmm. covers and all that slip covers and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, all you really need is just that, just, just that image. And it just, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It and like you said, it would be a really good item, you know, to have on your shelf during the holidays, you know, kind of show it off. I like that idea. It would. I do like, and this show, you have now given me the thought process of watching this movie that Kevin McAllister and Clark Griswold work in the same building. So that's now going to be my thought process every time I watch mm-hmm. either yeah. movie. I like it. So, so I wonder if in... So let's think. So this came out in 89. Home Alone came out in 90. So in this universe. Mm-hmm. The, the Hughes-averse. The Hughes-averse. Mm-hmm. They are 
going through the address book and they land in Paris. They can't get a hold of anybody. Oh. Did he call Clark? And since Clark had such a shitty Christmas last year, they decided to leave town on vacation in 1990. Did they call the Griswolds to go check on him? Like, let me call this guy in my office. He might head over there. Okay, now wait a minute. Jeez. That, in the, he, I'm sure he's in the address. <sighs> but they, they get Christmas cards, you got to think. <sighs> See? We're doing this now. This now this is it. This is the thing now. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Okay. Uh, you've reached the Griswolds. We're not home right now. And the wet bands don't go to their neighborhood because they're rich, mm-hmm. but they want the super rich neighborhood. The silver tuna. And all that stuff. And if you think about it, like I'd assume a year later, but Todd and Margo would probably be moved out of that neighborhood, especially oh, yeah. after this. And they're by then, you'd got to imagine, like, someone probably would have moved in and just remodeled it and made it look boring. So the yeah, white exactly. bandits would drive by and just be like, oh, it's, it's regular. Yeah. They want the silver tuna. That's yes. what they want. <laughs> Number 671. Now. <laughs> and that's oh. it, Marv. Silver oh. tuna. By the way, the pizza that they eat in Home Alone, it looks mm-hmm. so good. And it does. Ever since Little I saw Nero's. that movie as a kid... Whenever I, I I've, I've, it, it's disgusting to some people, but I will drink milk and pizza and eat, oh, eat pizza no. because of Home Alone. Everyone <laughs> drink milk, want to get rid of it. I have a go poster, back. I have a poster right above my dog's water bowls mm-hmm. that says Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi <laughs> because my one dog drinks water way too fast. So Fair. that's right above there. I, uh, now, okay, so now we're talking about Home Alone, and I, I just got to ask do this. It. Why not? So here's my question: Is do you remember back in like ninety ninety one? No, so it would have been ninety one. They they re they released it on VHS, and you could get like a free poster at like the video store. Yeah, or, yeah. And it was like the 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 cartoon map. Yep. I I had that in my basement. And it's funny because a couple years ago, my wife and I were going around um, Target clearance and we found a throw blanket that was Kevin's map. And I'm looking at it right now. We still have it. Fantastic. I do remember that. I also remember like when you took it out of VHS, like there was like three coupons in it. Yes. Pepsi or something. Mm -hmm. Because Pepsi was clearly product placed with it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we did get it because this was post- Batman 89, yes. which was the first like cheap VHS when the companies realized like, oh, we don't have to charge oh, $200 God. for these. Like we could just mass release these. Yeah. It, it, people are correct me wrong, but I'm pretty positive Batman was the first, I think it was 20 bucks, 1995. I think it was either, it was between 1495 yeah. and $24.90. I, it was I, the first one you could, and everybody owned it because like, yes. wait, I could own this? You mm-hmm. could just, yeah, everybody bought it. So that was definitely one of our first VHSs. And then my mom kind of went nuts. Like she was the queen of, <laughs> if she was at a store and like something, she just bought it. We just had movies all mm-hmm. the time. And that's why well, I still have movies. Why well, I built a video store in my basement. Yeah. Oh. So it's awesome stuff. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I got the display of the Christmas. My, I have a vision that I put up. I posted on Twitter of, displaying the christmas tapes above yes. and when you first walk in like let you the give you the nice holiday feel when you it first does. come into the come into the house but it really does you know, and i'm missing i i thought i had a copy of christmas vacation of vhs i don't oh. so i'm gonna go i might go hit up savers thrift store yeah because my local like disc replay which sells vintage toys toys movies games have been the vhs game but of course since it's kind of like a hipster show they're charging 
anywhere from like four to twelve dollars for a tape, which oh, ain't gonna happen. Like, no, I'm I'm a buck. I'm paying a dollar. Like that's what I'm paying. Oh, Although yeah. I did I did just drop fifteen bucks on a copy of eighty four Ghostbusters VHS because it's hot right now. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna grab this. I know. Oh I, gosh, I need it. yeah, that's been going up and up in price. That's yeah, for sure. Nice. Which apparently the original VHS Ghostbusters is a slide out. It doesn't go from the bottom. It goes from the side, which I found interesting. But, that was a Columbia okay. release. It wasn't it? Was it? I don't. Well, they re-released it with the clamshell yes. later, which I think looks cooler. But um, I wanted like the older one. So yeah. But yes, I need I need my VHS copy of Vacation. So I'm going to go head out to the thrift store probably tomorrow and and see because my uh, local Goodwill does have some still. Uh, there yep. was a rummage sale over the summer Ooh. where I was shopping, and they were like, the guy told me, he's like, hey, just so you know, on Sunday, you're in, if you come back, they're, they're handing out garbage bags, and everything you can fit in the garbage bag, it's five bucks total. Ooh. So I just like grabbed every VHS they had, and I just have a bunch of them in a box. Like I'm going to go through eventually, and if I ever win the lottery, I'm going to open up a video store again. <laughs> I don't care if it loses money, just to oh. have old tapes and DVDs and stuff, just a novelty place. But I will come out to Chicago for that. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, guys, this has been fun. You could We went all over the place. Started with vacation, <laughs> ended with video stores and Blaine or Ducky. <laughs> but that's what you get here at the PPW Podcast. And I love that we heard the story about the squirrel. Please find those pictures and share them. I certainly will. You can follow Chad on Twitter at HorrorMovieBBQ. Go to his website, HorrorMovieBBQ.com. Uh, heaps up there for blogs. And even like go back to some of the old archive articles about uh, Christmas shopping and about reviewing toys and, and all the other fun stuff. Go ahead and follow him there and on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, on Instagram, PPW underscore podcast. Regular show is a nostalgic wrestling show, and this is a nostalgic movie show, which maybe be a spinoff one day called Steve Loves Movies. And we'll, we'll go from there and I've guessed on every week like we did here. If you want to listen to the past two uh, Christmas movie lookbacks, go back to the archives. December 2019, December 2020, or no, December 2018, December 2019, because now, no, I don't even know what year it is. Either way, last two years, um, one was Home Alone, and the other one was Jingle All the Way with Jeff from Fully Posable. That one was fun because oh. Jeff had never seen Jingle All the Way, and you get really? to kind of like a, no. I find that it, that movie is essentially Jeff looking for elite. Right, figures. So, yeah. Yeah, so exactly, I, yeah. That, exactly. I'll 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 give you a confession right now before we oh. head out. I didn't, okay. I I've never seen the, I I take it back. I've seen the movie once, but I think it took me like I don't think I saw it all the way through until about like 2000. I think you needed like a younger sibling to yes, see it. Probably. Because my cuz it was appropriate for a younger sibling cuz it's not a movie it's like it came out in 95, I think. So I'm yeah, 96. 11, 96, I'm 12. Anywhere from 10 to 12 years old however old I was. My younger sister was like six, so there you go. That that's like up their alley. So that's kind of why we grew up watching Four. it. And uh, my mom always loved Sinbad, which is hilarious. So, so we watched it all the time. But <laughs> go back and watch that. The Home Alone was a fun show because my friend Mike, who was on with me, we're huge fanatics of it, and we have fun stories, just like this week where we talked about vacation and stories. Chad, thanks for coming on. It was a ton of fun. We can go all night, but we got to wrap up. So, Absolutely. thanks, man, for coming. Anything else you want to plug? Anything else you got coming up for the for the blog, or are you taking a break for the holidays? Anything else coming up for you? Taking a break from the holidays. Usually, 
January, I like to do a little bit more wrestling figure, wrestling memorabilia um, themed stuff. I'm going to try to get it back into that. It's been so hard trying to, you know, bounce back into blogging, but you know, I, I, I want to give it another chance. So yeah. It's fine. And you've got, you're on random podcasts all the time. You had the horror movie barbecue podcast. That's still up every once in a while. So go, go, go find Chad on social media. He's always tweeting. He's always tweeting something to make people mad. It's, it's good. (laughs) I'm just easy. Everything's good. Everything with horror movie barbecue on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram is for fun. So it is. we love interacting. And I can be a little much. I'll admit that. Yeah, no, I can be a little much sometimes. But listen, when you come to wrestling Twitter, you are not a little much. Oh. There's way much more a little much. But oh, we avoid all that stuff here. We, we have fun. The PPW podcast. We love we it. Fun. We do, and it's it's always it's Steve. Honestly, yep. it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, I always look much. forward to chatting with you. Um, and I hope you have a fantastic Christmas. I hope the listeners have a fantastic Christmas, or whatever mm-hmm. you may you know decide to celebrate. Uh, thank you so much for having me, buddy. Yeah, it was great coming on. And, you know, I'm going to see if I can convince you to come out here in August for the next C2E2 if the uh, big, if the, if the, because that's when it normally is. They moved to December this year, but they're going to do again in August. And maybe there'll be enough guests for you to come on out. Oh, I had maybe. so much fun this. I had a ton of fun this past weekend. So. Oh, and your photos were great. Yes. Yes. I mean, when I got to meet Barth, Barth, Bartholomew from Spaceballs. I mean, what, what else, what <laughs> yes. else, what else can you have, man? So, all right, Jess, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you soon and Merry Christmas. Shatter soul. And it's fun. Always on the run. That's how it's done on Christmas vacation. Let's go that the halls and light the light. Fire burning bright Gills beneath the warmest Welcome that he's ever had We're so glad it's Christmas vacation And when the nights Are peaceful and serene We can cuddle up And do our